You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got Simon Street, Sin City Steve, Matt Michaels with you. And welcome, everybody, to Wrestling Talk. We welcome you to join us in the conversation. If you're watching us on Twitch or Facebook Live, YouTube, make sure you put all of your comments into the chat box and we'll try to get it in as we see fit. So, again, welcome to the show and uh, let's get right to it. We always start off with the four way stop. All right, Sin City, Steve, tell us what you got for wrestling this past week. All right, the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Well, they're both full in 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 full swing, I guess. Um, first up, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Four happened on Collision. Um, I'm guessing about 500,000 people around the world saw that. Unfortunately, that's another topic for another day. Um, you know, this uh, this match had a pretty steady build. CM Punk ended up picking up the win after, you know, hitting Samoa Joe with, as Simon Miller would say, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And, uh, yeah, got the win to move on in the tournament. It was a good match. Uh, I really do wish that we would have gotten the match sooner, um, like maybe by a couple of years. But nonetheless, um, it was still entertaining. Um, yeah. TK's purchase of the ROH tape library really got put to work here because they showed video packages throughout Collision leading up to the match, and uh, yeah. I really hope that they do that more frequently with their main event matches. Um, yeah. After the match, Joe put his hand out and uh, offered a handshake. Punk shook it, and then Joe locked him in the coquina clutch and uh, you know put him to sleep. So got to get that heat back somehow. Um, he's going to CM Punk's going to go on to face Ricky Starks who defeated powerhouse Hobbs in collisions opener. Uh, the match had a good pace to it until QT Marshall got up on the apron. Hmm. Hobbs drops Starks with the spine buster. QT is up on the apron while Hobbs has the visual pinfall. QT is continuing to distract Aubrey Edwards and, uh, Hobbs actually goes up, gets into QT's face Starks knocks Hobbs into QT before spearing him and picking up the win. I can only fucking hope that this gets Hobbs out of QTV. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Simon Street, what you got, man? Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and start mine off with Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, Baszler basically letting us know why she did what she did and man we talked about it on the show guys uh you know were we going to get them checks from wwe or it was just maybe the obvious choice um but i appreciate her going no holds bar on you know borderline of the truth of you know how Baszler loves this and ronda does not she's just kind of mayweather 
uh, with it. Uh, you know, yeah, I said Mayweather going back to that one again. Um, and she's not very passionate about it. Really good. I think it's really good mix of it. Um, this definitely makes, uh, you know, Baszler more of mm, a face, which I don't really agree with, you know, but, you know, if it's going to work, it's going to work. If it's going to see a great match between her and Ronda, I think that's going to be excellent. Uh, another good match, too, was um, on SmackDown, uh, Edge versus uh, Waller. Uh, really, really, really good match. And, uh, again, you know, um, Waller is somebody who is going to make the most of his opportunities. Um, he's definitely going to be that guy that, um, you know, will he hold tons of glorious, esteemed belts? Probably not. But he definitely is a step above a uh, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, and that's just my opinion. Somebody that you can put him in a match with anybody, he's super athletic, talks pretty good. He's your good fit in the blank type of guy. And that's the way I see him. Uh, so, so that's one thing. And then the next thing that I would say is uh, uh, NXT, Creed Brothers, out of NXT, which made me exa exactly the happiest man on earth. Because that means they're moving up to the main roster. Will they be on Raw? Will they be on SmackDown? I give two shits because they're fucking awesome. Um, unfortunately, a uh, little bit is not going to be coming with them. So that's my four-way stop. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Matt Michaels, man, what you got? Oh, well, <clears throat> got to go into the, uh, the Judgment Day. Um, Having two really uh, pretty good matches, uh, Priest versus Shinsuke was pretty nice. Uh, good to see. Um, really, really, really just shows how well Priest is working right now. And, of course, Shinsuke, you know, makes people look good. So it's just good match up there. And then having Dom versus Seth was amazing um, for Dom. You know, it's like this guy should not be – getting matches with Seth Rollins at this point in his career. Think about where Cody Rhodes was when he was two years in. He was, you know, dashing Cody Rhodes, I think, within the, the next year or two, okay? So this has been spectacular to see this character growth. Um, pretty sweet. Um, and uh, the whole teasing of the stress in the group has been nice mm -hmm. to see. Because of the fact that you know we're we're obviously hinting towards something happening, and um, you know, do they kick Finn out? You know what happens with it? It's going to be interesting to see all that. Um, I also enjoyed how they did Cody and Brock. I think that was um, just spectacularly fun um, because it was just a straight-on brawl you didn't expect to see. Yeah, in the middle of a in a segment where it wasn't, you know, it wouldn't be right. It wasn't just this guy calling out that guy, whatever. It just fucking happened, and it was yeah. a good setup, moving that to what's going to be the blow off, and I would assume it'd be SummerSlam. So pretty, pretty right. good. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good stuff there. Um, let's see what's going on with the two sweet for the week. <laughs> All right, Simon Street, I know you've had uh, some some good uh, two sweet moments. What you got? Oh, you're on mute. My bad, my bad. All right, so I'm, I'm learning how to mute myself before you do it. 
So, um, <laughs> so uh, too sweet for the week for me was uh, definitely the Ali versus uh, Tyler Bate on NXT. Really, really good match. And the only reason I'm going to say that is because a lot of people slept on Tyler Bate. I think a lot of people have. A lot of people forget how good is he. And the big question that kind of happened a while back, uh, you know, uh, you know, when he was part of the team Mustache Mountain, uh, you know, was what would he be like singles career? Obviously, other than him holding the title when he was in NXT UK, you're starting to see it now. Like really solid match in Ali. Say what you want about him. He is somebody that knows his way around the ropes. He really does. And for you to match him one for one leads me to believe, OK, if I'm thinking maybe a little ahead of myself. What does he look like on the main roster? He's a perfect person that you need to do matches with Ricochet, do matches with, um, you know, uh, some of the other more athletic mid-sized guys, right? Do a really good job. But he also has this incredible, crazy strength. So that's like my two sweet for the week for that one. And then the next yeah. one that, that, that I, and I'm surprised y'all haven't talked about it too, too much. And I know we will a little bit. Um, this continuing saga of, the tribal chief. I, 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 yeah. I know it. I got to say it. I'm sorry, guys. That shit was great. Yeah. Uh, to the point to where I will say this is probably the most compelling storyline I've ever seen in WWE ever. Ever. Uh, maybe next to probably Macho Man Randy Savage and Elizabeth Saga. And at the end, he's like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. But other than that, this is compelling, guys. This is compelling. Was that a when Fred you... Sanford impersonation? <laughs> no, no. Fred Sanford's like, oh, that's more Red Fox. But anyways, um, but my point that I'm making is, is this is compelling, guys. Us as wrestling fans, particularly WWE fans, we bitch and complain about not having consistency, not digging deep, not doing layers and layers upon the stories, and we got this. I better never hear nobody complain, bitch and complain at least about this one because I was the one that was a bit of a naysayer. Just when I was kind of done, I was like, all right, man, this is really starting to rub me dry. I'm kind of done, kind of done. They went and did it again. And so for me, too sweet for the week. And then the follow-up on SmackDown, I'm sorry, what, what, yeah, the, the, what, the, the way it ended on SmackDown is what I'm saying. You know, a higher level of Jay. The storytelling is great because it's always been about Jay. I've stated that many times. But you saw how he was always holding himself back. People who struggle with anger and popping off, and I know a little bit about that, they trying to hold back and be their better side. When it pops off and the cork has been popped, there's a whole different side. That intense aggression, that mm -hmm. that that laser focus. You see how he did his boy, his brother solo. He didn't hold back at all. So again, great WWE, great writing, everything, and um, I love it. I, I just love it. That's my two sweet for the week, guys. Yeah, I think Roman's going to be an excellent uh, actor because as I was watching that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, well, that's pretty interesting. I, I, maybe he's just going to take some time off and, and let Jimmy go. I mean, Jay, go ahead and just hold the be the tribal chief. And, of course, Lisa's looking at me going, dude, she's about to do exactly what he did. Just punch him in the balls. And I, I was like, wow, I didn't even see that coming. I mean, he got, he got Roman crying and shit. I'm like, dude, wow, this is a sentimental moment. Ah, I was fooled. All right. Matt Michaels, let me go to you. Uh, what there's too sweet? Uh, I got to just piggyback off of it and say yeah. that um, the bloodline, uh, you know, here's the thing. When you look at the way they can do pure entertainment, that's incredible. 
because we're not talking about the wrestling. Mm-hmm. We're talking about simply a story. There wasn't a fucking wrestling match. <laughs> you had them open and close. For 35 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you could end a fucking show with primarily a, a fucking quarter of it to a third of it being just storytelling. Right. Um, which is just phenomenal. And the way they're, they're setting those seeds, it really does look like the four of them are going to be going for the tribal table because solo don't look like he's going to be, you know, backing yeah. down from, you know, at some point here in this build, you're going to see solo is not going to back away from it. So it's just fascinating to see this. Yeah. I also have to give it up for NXT doing raw underground the right fucking way. That match was perfectly executed by taking the fucking ropes off the ring, by bringing the lights down, by surrounding the ring with fucking people, and by actually having a shoot-style type match mixed, you know, into what these guys do, have them go off the ring and all that shit. It worked. And that's because Eddie Thorpe, I mean, he is fucking solid. The guy's always been, Carl's been a fucking worker since day one. Um you know, if you want to talk about guys who benefited from being in New Japan here in the States, Carl Fredericks. Without uh, a doubt. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Agree, agree. Just City Steve, man, what did you get? All right. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole, they're doing this odd couple team in the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got to say, I dig it. Um, MJF is just absolutely over the top. Um, mimicking Adam Cole's entrance to a T and just being that fucking guy, if you yeah. know what I mean. Um, they uh, they wrestled the Butcher and Matt Menard, or Magic Meat, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, MJF and Cole won, of course. Uh, Cole hit Menard with the boom. After the match, MJF did this whole birthday gimmick for Adam Cole, you know, complete with the cake and the streamers and the kazoos. Um, MJF attempted to throw Cole into his own birthday cake but it was MJF's face that went into the cake instead. Too sweet to those guys for sure. Um, speaking of New Japan, uh, Eddie Kingston is your new New Japan Strong Openweight Champion after defeating Kenta for the title at New oh. Japan Pro Wrestling Independence Day at Cork and Hall in Tokyo, Japan. That is fucking amazing for Eddie. And uh, I definitely think he's going to represent AEW and American wrestling well in the G1 Climax. Uh, which starts July 15th. So that's uh, that's starting very, very soon. Um, yeah. And then one match from Collision that wasn't part of the Owen Hart tournament was the AEW World Tag Champs FTR versus Bullet Club Gold in an Eliminator match. Uh, basically, if Bullet Club Gold wins, they get a title match. If not, they can't ever challenge FTR again for the tag titles. This match was fucking great. They win a half hour and I'll call it what it is. Michaels, you would probably even appreciate this match. It felt old school Southern tag team wrestling. I agree and 100%. Yeah, it, it, it was it was pulled off to a fucking tee, and mm. Bullet Club Gold picks up the win, and next week we are getting a best two out of three falls match for the AEW World Tag Team titles, Bullet Club Gold versus FTR. I am fucking there for that shit. Sign you up twice. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, d- oh yeah. <laughs> or three times. Fuck it. 
Man's going to have to get himself a pair of white fuzzy slippers. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a, there's a there's a there's a maximum of one pair of white fuzzy slippers per show, and impact up there. Yeah, I got them. Those are all you. That's your gimmick, man. I can't I can't I can't step on that. That's my thing, gimmick man. infringement. Get your own shoes or hat or something. All right, uh, let's get into this week's WTF. All right, man, Michael, this is you, man. Did you find any WTF this week? What do you think? <laughs> um, I, I, I will start by saying uh, Keith Lee and Swerve are apparently going to continue whatever the fuck this is until their contracts run out. It is the most ridiculously boring, stupid thing in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Can we just move on? Please, these guys do not have to be married. <laughs> It's embarrassing. I, I'm sorry. Um, Wait, is that, is, are, are you saying that jokingly, like married? Are they really doing that? Well, I mean, at this point, they might as well end okay. it by them getting married because it just feels like you can't turn one corner without the other being there. It's Got so you. fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's so sad that you actually thought that too. But I mean, saying it because just, you, never be, it's just, you never know. It's you never know. This is AW we're talking about. Go ahead. Um, who the hell is Matt Menard? Daddy Magic, bro. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I don't know. There's some, there's some things that just still hit me as like, wait, who the fuck is this dude? Um, uh, oh, yeah, Hobbs. Hobbs is the Black Wardlow at this point. Wow. Because every time you think you're going to get momentum with him, then you fucking move him backwards. It, it makes no sense at all. And, um, you know, if he leaves QT or not, I, I, does it really fucking matter? Why is that even a thing? <laughs> it's like, why is that group even being featured? And why is he getting stuck in the shit angle? So give him more. And, um, oh, the worst thing in pro wrestling, period, is fucking bragging on national TV as commentators that Julia Hart has a 25 straight win streak going. Jesus fucking Christ. That is probably one of the most insulting things I've ever heard mentioned in pro wrestling. 25 straight wins for Julia Hart. <laughs> I can't even name the one she just won. <laughs> so. It is, is a little preposterous. Oh, it's <laughs> absurd. All right, let's go over to you, uh, Sin City, man. What you got? All right, so the acclaimed and daddy ass beat the Blade and the Bollywood Boys. Yeah, that cohesive unit. What the fuck? Um, to no one's surprise, obviously the acclaimed and daddy ass picked up the win. And, you know, it, it, it kills me. These guys at one point were the absolute most overact in your company. And now you are struggling to feature them on your television program. What, what the fuck is going on with this shit? And mm -hmm. now they're, they're in a few, get this, yeah, with QTV. QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and John Morrison, who's now going by Johnny TV. Her fucking Ray. Um, elsewhere, the, this whole blind eliminator tag tournament is evidently so blind that we still don't have brackets. Um, and the fucking shit is going on. Um, 
the teams appear to just be thrown together the day of the show. It's almost like as if Vince McMahon was booking AEW. What the <laughs> fuck is going on with this shit? Um, you know, of course, Cold MJF are together. We already established that. As are Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. They've teamed before. Also, JAS members Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara just so happen to be together. And as has already mentioned, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. What the fuck? Can we just get through this? And then lastly, Wheeler Yuta versus Kenny Omega should not be main eventing your A show. Three. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But Wheeler is just not at that level yet. He's, he's great in ring, but they need to continue to build him. It was a 12-minute match that, honestly, for all 12 minutes, I never once thought that Yuta would get a flash pin or a surprise victory or anything. Obviously, Omega picked up the win, getting his win back. But still, this in the main event of your marquee show? What the fuck? Wow. Calling it out. Calling it the way he sees it, Simon Street. What you got? Well, I'm going to start off first with my ladies. Primarily what we're seeing on SmackDown. This it's women's three-way, I don't even know what the hell. Asuka, Bianca, pissed off. The Queen in Lil Eo with the, with the fruit briefcase. Man, it, it, it's clumsy. It's clumsy. It's clumsy. It's clumsy. It looks like y'all didn't know what the hell you wanted to do. You changed gears. And instead of taking a step back and figuring out a holding pattern, which I would have done, not that I'm an expert, and I think other people think the same way, have there, you could have done a, you could have pulled the trigger on the feud between Bailey and Eo to mainstay that A, briefcase check-in b you could have the whole bianca versus charlotte flair versus oscar three-way we're probably most likely going to get at freaking SummerSlam versus this this stuff now i that's just my opinion i'm sure you guys may agree to some extent and maybe other people as well the next one again on smackdown uh i'm sorry i don't have any faith in aj styles versus carrying cross at all and yes, I'm one of the biggest people. Neither does the WWE. This, this is very, very true. There was no build up, no nothing. And to say the words of Matt Michaels, you got to show the titty first. We didn't even get cleavage shots. It just went straight in there. And it, 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 and it sucks because you have, I think, versatile pieces to where you could do something decent with this if you have proper buildup. So that's one thing. But the next thing is, too, is me personally, just a suggestion, and we'll see what happens. So you have Bronson Reed over on Raw with his final words and all that shit, and you got Karrion Cross. Now, I would love to either see two of these guys go at it with each other, less dialogue, just a whole bunch of crazy shit going on. That would be fun to watch. Or it would be even cooler to see them two get together, not agree, but two guys with invested interests of we're tired of being ignored, we're going to take what we want. You could do something like that makes much more sense. And don't get me started on, oh, but you know, the, the draft, fuck the draft. We never followed the rules to the T with the draft at the WWE. Make the shit happen. Bronson Reed, carrying Cross, two assholes with egos the size of Texas, getting together on an agenda to do what the hell they want to do, and F anybody gets in their way. Thank you. That's my what the fuck. <laughs> he said, thank you. You know? Hey, you know what's what I found pretty, what I found funny during the, um, the segment with the bloodline was watching Adam Pierce, uh, the security 
the referees all standing off to the side. Wow. You know, Roman is pretty much stepping on Jay uh, holding the title. And it's like, hey, yeah. guys, aren't you supposed to be getting over there and trying to, you know, stop what's happening? They're just standing there looking. It was weird. You've never seen that before. I, I, I had a WTF moment there. Like, what, you know, you're just going to let Roman do what he do. And then after he walks away, then you go help out Jay and, and Jimmy. It was just, it was, it was, it was funny. But, um, all right. Let's move out and see what you guys are looking out for. I mean, Density Steve, I'm looking out for Slammiversary, but what are you, my friend, looking out for? Well, uh, Chris Jericho cut a promo on Dynamite saying Mm -hmm. what he's been doing lately hasn't been working, and quite frankly, it hasn't. Um, He said that he needed a change. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a pure babyface promo, and then Don Callis came out. Ah. Speaking speaking of, they finally have given Don Callis music, if you want to call it that. It's <laughs> one low droning note for infinite for an infinite amount of time. It's fucking Rip. great, and it works. Um, you know, Callis pitched for Jericho to drop the JAS and join the Don Callis family. Jericho said that he had only one word for him, maybe. So could this be the gimmick change that Jericho actually needs? And I know I've said it before on this show, but if Jericho aligns with Callis, then we definitely need to get Jack Perry in that stable as well. Have Callis cut promos for the whole faction except for Jericho. I think you've got a really entertaining dynamic there, and they could make it work. Um, Elsewhere, Blood and Guts is in two weeks. Uh, less than two weeks at this point. BCC and the Elite will both have a mystery partner. Um, that match is definitely Destination TV. Every single Blood and Guts match that they've had has been awesome. And it's the uh, they got to do it upright. It's going to be their first show at the uh, TD Garden in Boston. So that'll mm-hmm. be pretty cool there. And then next week on AEW Dynamite is the debut of 18-year-old Nick Wayne, who's the son of Buddy Wayne, former promoter in the Pacific Northwest. If you've seen Nick on the Indies, you know that he's just absolutely electric and you know, he's got quite a future ahead of him and he faces uh, Swerve Strickland, somebody who Mm. he's very familiar with and someone who he's wrestled on numerous occasions in those uh, independents in the Pacific Northwest. So, so you mean he's going to be, he's going to be Keith Lee's grandkid. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Oh man, I'm not, that's I'm, such a... I'm, I'm not sure it works like that, but you know, <laughs> you can if All you right. want to, man. Keith Lee pretty soon gonna be eating free at the pancake house pretty soon. Oh shit! <laughs> you never, never, never know. Uh, let me ask you, Simon, what do you have that you're looking out for? Well, you know, what I'm looking out for is not so much what, but who, and. Ah. I would say on this show, I've been pretty somewhat consistent when I've called people that have promise and it comes into fruition. That doesn't mean I'm Dave Meltzer. Thank goodness. I wish I could show you the camera. My room is clean. It's very, my office is nice. So obviously (laughs) I'm not working as hard as he is to neglect my cleaning duties. But I will say NXT, you have uh, Jordan. Uh, I'm not, yeah, Kalani Jordan. Sorry, took me a second. Kalani Jordan. She had a match with what Panksley, Hexley, 
And this is my first time seeing her. I've heard the name get brought up, never really thought about it. I know she has a gymnastic background, college gymnastic, uh, gymnastics and tumbling background. There's something about her, y'all. She has the athleticism, really good athleticism, extremely good. And she was not uncomfortable on the mic. She was very comfortable. So um, right now they do have her buddied up with, um, uh, what's her name, Batista's old girlfriend. Man, I can't think for shit today, y'all. Um, with Dana Brooke. With Dana Brooke. Um, and I get that. That's something that they're doing. But she's somebody that if she sticks with the whole program, she's going to be one of the many different women that's coming in in the women's division NXT. That's going to start seeing trickling up in the main roster. Um, she was just really good. Some of the moves that she did, she did one move, if I could describe it. Um, it was almost like an arm drag, but she used the ring ropes as almost like a six, an inverted inside 619 almost. But it was like an arm drag. And she did it so flawlessly and smooth. Yeah. Um, it, it, and again, you know, we see a more athletic side from a lot of these women. We've seen with Sol Ruka. Obviously, she's injured. But, you know, and a lot of more other people is more athletic. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. So that's what I'm looking for. And other than that, um, I am looking to, to, to kind of make fun just a little bit because we did talk about it. Uh, the tag team from NXT. You know what we're talking about. The party girls, right? They made their splash, and they look good. They they look really good. Uh, Katniss and um, Carter. They're somebody that I think is a good staple in the women's tag team division. We've talked about the, the problems that's happened in the women's tag team division with WWE. At least that's a stable that you can have. There's somebody that you can have them hold the title. It's tight. It's it, they're, they're good with it. Right. They're somewhat entertaining. You can have them hold it for a while while you figure out what the hell you can do. So those are two people, the two things that I'm looking forward to, guys. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a I'm not a fan of Chance and Carter. I'm I'm trying. I'm really trying. I'm giving my all. And every time from the moment they walk out, I'm like, oh, out there annoying me, you know, but. But they're but an established not, tag team, working. though. So at least they're a tag team. No, I get you. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, I give. I feel you there. Uh, Matt Michaels, uh, what you looking at for? Yeah, I mean, you can put two turds together. It's still shit. So <laughs> I'm just saying. If you have uh, Dave Meltzer <laughs> present it, the two pieces of shit together would be holy shit. Well, hey, hey listen, if, Mel <laughs> if Meltzer, yeah, exactly. If Meltzer got five a hold star of shit, it, five stars. It was in the if it was in the Tokyo Dome, it, it would be five star shit. Um, <laughs> Shayna versus Ronda, I think, is going to actually just catapult Shayna. Um, that fucking promo she did, best promo she's ever done, um, and using the realistic aspect of the fact that Ronda didn't pay dues was fucking fabulous. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricochet calling out Logan Paul. I am very interested to see what the hell happens on Monday. Um, again, raise your fucking profile if you're Ricochet by working with Paul. I think that's brilliant. And it gives Ricochet something to do where he's not just, you know, coming out and just kind of uh, getting thrown, uh, you know, into matches for no reason. So that's, that's pretty sweet. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the Creed Brothers getting called up. Because uh, now that they can't be in NXT anymore, apparently. Um, and, and I swear, it, that was actually one of the best things they did this week. Is from everything that's been out there and, you know, the idea that um, 
that schism, you know, uh, that the, the tag team wanted out and etc. It just was surprising to see the Creed brothers lose that match. Um, and now, you know, you're talking about tag divisions. Now the, the guys tag division on the main roster can get a little more solid with, you know, what you're looking at them doing right now. That's pretty, pretty deadly. That's what I got to say. <laughs> pretty deadly. Ooh. Hey, happy birthday, Kevin Nash. Yeah. From Charmaine Marie. Yeah. Kevin and Nash. Yet, and Logan Paul is engaged. He just got engaged to his uh, his longtime girlfriend. And the FTC or the FDC is investigating prime energy drinks. Yep. <laughs> oh, remember really? the shit? Quite, remember the quite, shit quite I was giving? Quite a lot giving? going on. <laughs> yeah. Quite a lot going on for Mr. Logan Paul right now. But I have to give yeah, some yeah. more clarification. That's only for the energy drinks, not for the shit my son drinks, the uh, no, no, hydration no, no. one. Fuck, fuck <laughs> your kid. Um, give me some more information about this because uh, some of us use that shit very often. Oh, uh, the prime energy drinks? They're saying it's yeah, way more uh, caffeine than what's being um, uh, in other energy drinks, and they're not putting it. So it's one of those things. Like, they didn't really. Oh, it's just, it's just yeah. labeling. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's it's mostly labels. It's, it, it's just something yeah. to poke and tease. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Jim, I'm just to let you know, I'm still waiting for Shayna to put that leather jacket on. When that leather jacket comes on, I'm fired up because that's when I get to have heel, mean, pissed off, beaten down Shayna. That's what I'm looking for. You know, right now, she's going to be the fun Shayna, the, the, the face Shayna. I want the pissed off. I want to see that Dakota Kai, which, you know, I know she's not around right now, but running and hiding when she sees Shayna walking in the back. That's can what I, I have one, see. Can okay. I have one request, though? One request. If she's going to be this badass leather jacket, victimized, yeah. brutalized, and skinny yeah. bitches of the world, can I we want, have her walk slower on her entrance? I want yes. her to walk methodically slower. I'm taking my time to get there, build up here, and break some shit. That's all I'm asking for. I feel you there. All right. Let's uh let's see what is the best of the show for you guys this week. Let's uh let's see here. All right. Simon Street, I know this is gonna be tough for you, man, but I I you gotta give you gotta tell me what was the show for the week for you this week. Well, it was pretty tough, but yeah. I will say that in close skin teeth between a tie between um, SmackDown and Raw, I have to give the edge to SmackDown. Ah. And that is because of the compelling story of the bloodline as mm -hmm. um, to echo the sentiment of Matt Michaels from bookend to bookend. Um, that is a thing of freaking beauty. Uh, yeah. Like I said earlier, the whole mix up between the three ladies and the, the cash case was probably the downside of that whole thing and the lax luster of AJ Styles and Cross. But everything else was was spot on. I mean, to just, you know, I mean, and, and again, I'm going to go in and say again, that Waller and Edge match was quality match. It was a quality, quality match. So, again, mm -hmm. you had good quality match, 
Yeah, a compelling story from start to end. So SmackDown definitely rose to the occasion. Yeah, uh, but not to take away from uh, from from Raw. The focus wasn't what this week coming in from Money in the Bank was more on the fallout from the Bloodline Civil War. So Raw really did really good with utilizing what they had and, and putting focus and making us uh, give a shit about what's going on. So there you go. That's that's my take, guys. Absolutely. All right. Let me go over to you, Matt Michaels. What was the show of the week for you? Uh, I'll go with Raw. Um, okay. Because of the fact that in, you know, SmackDown had the biggest story plot, right? And they didn't do anything with them on Raw this week, which is something they've been doing constantly. Um, so Raw, you know, didn't have an Usos or Solo involved. So it was great to see that they could use Seth in the way they did. They could set up some uh, some angles going forward, like I said, with, um, with Judgment Day. Um, and, you know, for, again, for a three-hour show, um, it's, it's interesting how much better it's gotten mm-hmm. to where, you know, Raw was a show that was a half an hour watchable. And now it's, you know, exceedingly getting more and more watchable. And then the numbers, you know, it seems like more people are starting to kind of get back into watching Raw because of that. Right. Absolutely. All right. Sin City, man. What hit your best in show this week? That would be AEW Collision. Ah. Ah, yes. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I I think you're the guy who watched it. I know, right? Um realistically though it, it the two shows definitely have a different um different kind of a juxtaposition dynamite is just crash tv boom 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 for two hours collision seems to be more of an old school type of a show they might only have three matches four matches on the entire show they're gonna let the segments breathe so i think that the execution this week was was better on collision I do have to give a, a shout out to uh, New Japan though for Independence Day, their two night pay per view. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, yeah, I guess that we also found out that there was a reason why John Moxley hasn't been bleeding in his matches because he was saving it all up for his his you know spot with June Kasai and the Skewers. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He looked like fucking Enzo if you look at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that's fucking funny. Yeah, if 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 you don't know what I'm talking about, just yeah, look it up online. John Moxley skewer. Yeah, he did the, he did the fabled June Kasai spot where there's a handful of skewers into the into the forehead. Crazy shit. Yeah. And who else? Who else, Who who better to do that to him than June Kasai? Of course. Well, there you go. Um, as we're coming to an end with wrestling talk, we're going to be jumping over to three count pretty soon. And what do you know? Our first count is going to be talking about uh, John Moxley and his uh, uh, defense on his, you know, his blood. Uh, uh, just using all the time in every show. So we're going to talk about that and, and see if he got a really good excuse for that. Uh, we're also going to talk about Tommy uh, Dreamer here. And he says he has some uh, there's some weird interaction with pro wrestling fans. So uh, let's see what he's talking about. 
And uh, Gunther, what he has done with the Intercontinental Championship. We definitely want to talk about that as well. If you are live with us now, make sure you are following us on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook Live. So when we go live, we'll be able to jump right back on uh, and, uh, and join us in the conversation. But if you do happen to just listen to us on podcast, we thank you for downloading the podcast. We're available on every platform that is there. So uh, make sure if you uh, don't watch us live, you at least download the podcast and listen. listen what right? is he doing with the belt? I mean, he is German. Is he like taking videos of him crapping on the belts? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. If there was a Hall of Fame for the shit that's gone on belts, on videos, we would have to uh, present that award to somebody over at AEW. <clears throat> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, there you go. All right, y'all. We'll see you uh, next time. Take care. Peace. Mm-hmm.